podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Like a string of Christmas lights, my deck of choi- my deck choices go from red to white to green. I used to be a red deck wind kind of guy, then I moved up to gaining all the life, and now I feel like I just have all the mana a guy could ever need. I'm in my happy place, and as long as my resources remain plentiful, I also have my co-host here with me, Tony. Because for some reason, my mana affects if Tony can be here or not. Um, his deck choices seem to be similar to mine, where he started out knowing that green brought the mana and loved quick starts, but then started mixing with red's destructive capabilities. Then soon after, he realized black was a slightly better at taking out opponent's creatures, and even worse, realized after that he can kill his own creatures for profit. And there he stays now, stacking the cat in the oven over and over again like some sort of demented madman. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to get a hold of either of us, I'm Darth Heretic and Tony is MTG underscore Tony pretty much everywhere. The both of us can most easily be reached on our Discord, but to get to our Discord, you have to become a patron of ours at patreon.com slash filthynetdeckers. There we have lively chats about magic and life and whatever people want to talk about. We'd love to have some new people to talk to. You know, normally I get to do the awesome intro. You, you stole it from me today, Nate. I, I don't I don't appreciate that. You literally wrote every word for me to read, including this line. The lies. The absolute <laughs> lies this man speaks. Speaking sure. speaking of awesome disc, uh, Discord stuff, like Matt's actually here listening too, which is cool. Yeah, hi Matt. We love having people listen live to uh, our as we're recording it because we mess up quite a bit. I don't know if you knew this, especially yeah. me. Did you mess up saying that line right there, Tony? <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I didn't even read the line. Just that's, that's what happens when I have to make up stuff on my own on the fly. But anyway, yeah, I couldn't think of a million things more funny to say prior to the show, so mm-hmm. we'll just leave it like that. Anyway, we've got a full episode for you today. We're going to start with our FND 101. That's where we tell you about the week that was in our personal lives. Then we're going to move on to our casual upgrades. This week, I swear we'll keep it casual. We definitely will. And uh, then next, next, we're going to hit upon the minnow, or as Nate likes to call it, magic news of the week. And I'd like to talk some limited because I've been playing a lot of limited and I've been loving Lord of the Rings. It has been so much fun to play. And then, of course, we'll follow it up with uh, the namesake deck lists. Hit upon the minnow. Yeah, you know. Hit upon the minnow. All right. Give the give the fish some love. You know what I mean. If that's what you want to call it. F and D one oh one. Nate, what'd you do this week? Absolutely nothing. I didn't go out. I like, I attempted. You lucky bastard. I messaged people and was like, hey, you want to hang out this weekend? Want to do something? And no one hit me back. Hold on, hold on. Let me just check my phone. Let me just check. What? What? I don't. Yep. No, that's You're weird. Right. After our podcast last Wednesday, <laughs> I figured you wouldn't want to hang out with me, totally. I mean, I was literally in, like, right up the road from you. In Nashua. Right up the road from me? And yeah. Yeah, I was not going and wa- watching you bowl all day. I wasn't bowling. I did visit. I did go on the stream. Yes, you did. Yep, the yep. first time you said you're trying to get a million people to watch in one day. So I'm like, I've got to do my part. I've got to go and watch at the very least. Nice. I appreciate it. And then I made some snide comments and you ignored them. And I'm like, read my dumb comments, Tony. Um, depending, was, depending on what you say, I don't, there's certain words that are blocked and they just won't even pop up on the screen. 
interesting. I don't think I said anything. It was all innuendo. You know what I mean? You would say, it was about balls. You talked about balls a lot, so I was talking about balls, so... That might yeah. have been why it went away. It will, like, literally they won't even pop up. People will be like, why aren't you answering my question? I'm like, that's probably because you're asking a question that TikTok won't allow, so. Including the word balls? I don't know, maybe. Depending on how it's you, written. You know, you were like, you were like, t- but other people were talking, I don't know. I, I was just, you know, innuendo with what you were saying on there. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I put it around the house all week. At last Wednesday, after the podcast, I was like, I've got a million things to do. Edited the podcast real quick, put it up. Had to be in, uh, had to be for court for something stupid. But it was like, before court, I'm like, I want to watch the new Marvel show that came out. I've got exactly an hour before court. I look at myself in the mirror and my hair's a mess. I haven't shaved. And I'm like, should probably do the adult thing and shave and look nice for court and yes. take a shower. So I did all of that, look nice. We get over to court early. And it's my court date's been pushed back. And I'm like, great, awesome, thanks. I wish I knew this before. You... Wish someone had contacted me about this before, but awesome. So then from there, I had to go to my doctor's appointment. So I'm like, great, I have enough time to make my doctor's appointment now. So I get up to my doctor's. And for some reason, my insurance, my new doctor, isn't my primary care physician. And now I have to switch primary care physicians. And I can't do my doctor's appointment today either. I hate, I hate health insurance. It's so dumb. So. It's so dumb. I handle all the bills in this house. Like, you know, the wife doesn't have to worry about anything. Except for health insurance. Because I hate it so much. (laughs) And I, I, I won't even tell you how many times, like, stuff like that has happened. Or we've lost health insurance for some stupid reason. Yep. And I have no idea why. And then I call and they're like, oh yeah, we'll get you hooked back up. No problem. But meanwhile, we just missed two appointments for the yep. kids or, you know, yep. mm-hmm. I'm like, I will handle everything else in this house. I'll pay the mortgage. I will do just health insurance. Make sure it doesn't, nothing happens to it. Mm. Oh, man. I, I hate it with a passion. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I guess we've got to go grocery shopping now. And then I get home and it's like six o'clock at night. And I'm like, can I finally watch my show I wanted to watch <laughs> at noon? That I had to keep pushing back because of stupid things. And then, yeah, so that was, like, terrible day. And I worked. Then did nothing all week. And then worked more. My wife and I went to the movies, went and saw No Hard Feelings. I don't Jennifer know. Lawrence movie. Uh, I de- definitely have never. Uh, two, these two parents, one of them was played by uh, Matthew Broderick. Very, very old Matthew Broderick. Um, these two uh, parents hire Jennifer Lawrence to air quotes date their son because their son's going off to Princeton and doesn't leave his room and is very, you know, okay, nerdy. And so she tries to like flirt with him and he's not understanding that's what's going on and hilarity ensues. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, it, it was, it was very funny. Kind of reminded me of those like 90 raunchy movies, stuff like that. Oh, that's good. Cause and then I like my those. wife is looking at me while we're watching the movie and she goes, the dad, he's the guy from Godzilla. And I'm like, sure. I mean, I guess you're right, but you could also go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off or um, Producers or Inspector Gadget. Come on, he's been in a bunch. <laughs> and she was like, I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day. Excuse me? So did you guys watch that when you got home? 
We not when we got home, but yesterday we watched Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Off last night. Such a great movie. And she and she the entire time was was literally just like, "What the hell is this movie? <laughs> what the hell is that?" This? Is a and classic. She loved, yeah, she loved um, Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey came on. She goes, "Oh my god, nobody puts baby in corner." Like sure, yep, perfect. See, you know these people. Mm-hmm. And Matthew and Matthew Broderick just looks so young. And then when he stops and looks straight into the camera and breaks the fourth wall, the whole movie, she's like, "Okay, okay." Yep, yep, like, yep. Yeah, and then I know you're not a fan of like the comic book movies, but the Deadpool movie, the end credit scene after the end credits was him wearing him. Dressed as Deadpool, wearing um, Ferris's robe in Ferris's house, <laughs> and he pops out and he goes, "You're, what are you guys still doing here? Go home. The movie's over with. Go, leave." And then walks away just like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And she didn't get that reference then. She just thought it was him doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reference to the and yeah. So that is we watched great. that last night, and she enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. He's from Godzilla. Excuse you. Godzilla. <laughs> Listen, maybe Godzilla was a big part of her, you know, childhood. I said I said the same exact story at work, and one of the girls at work goes, Oh my god, I've seen that movie so many times. My kids loved it. I hate it, but my kids loved it. So yeah, it, that Godzilla movie was a big part of some kids' lives, apparently. Hmm. Interesting. This is the one that came out like in the early two thousands or late nineties ish. Yep, yep. So random part of that story, Godzilla, Mm -hmm. right? the The DVD case had this cool metallic sheen on it. I don't know if you happen to remember that. I do. Um, My one of my best friends growing up um, worked at the company that made that. And I just interesting. Every time I hear that Godzilla thing, I'm like, oh yeah, they made the cases for that. That that's cool. It was right in New Report. Like, it was uh, like foil cases, yeah. almost right. Yep, yeah. yep. They did that in New Report. That was you know. That's funny. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. But anytime I hear Godzilla, that's immediately the thing that I think of. <laughs> what about you, Tony? How was your week? Uh, great in most ways. Uh, my car is still broken down, unfortunately. Ugh. Uh, my buddy came and picked it up and fixed it, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we brought it back from his uh, shop that he has, and Max drove it for literally ten minutes, and the same exact issue started happening. Oh. Oh. Uh, so I called him. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." He's like, "There must have been a second issue that wasn't as apparent." Mm-hmm. So he looked at. It, he's like, "Yep, yeah. the hose that we replaced was broken." But then also this other hose was broken too, so now I got to replace that. So still out of commission. It's been like two and a half, three weeks now. That's awful. I just really like my car back. I understand. And of course, my wife's like, "Just sell the car, get a new car." I'm like, "We can't afford a new car." I, I would like to, but cars right now are so expensive. Yes, yes, so it is. Expensive. And like this car, yeah, it has issues once in a while, but for the most part, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I don't want to sell a car that it is fine for the most, except a couple of hoses breaking. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing in Amesbury happened this past Friday. Yeah. It's like, Amesbury does a lot of cool, fun things, um, but the beer and music walk is great. Of course. Of course that's your favorite. Of though, course right? it is. 
Um, so basically, there's um, four stations set up, and there's a band playing at every single station, mm-hmm. and then all the beer distributors in the area give away free samples for three hours. Nice. And you, you just walk around, you hang out with everybody else in town, mm-hmm. and you know, you basically just, it's a social thing while listening to free music and getting free beer. So mm-hmm. much fun. So good. Yeah, I saw a couple of, couple of people I know on Facebook went to that. Yeah. And uh, people that you wouldn't know, and just funny. I'm like, I wonder if Tony ran into him and had no idea, you know? Oh, there's a, probably a pretty good chance, because I met a lot of oh, people yeah. and talked to a lot of random people. Mm-hmm. And and it's packed down there. Yes, it was. It's not as bad because it's spread out through you know mm-hmm. four different sec uh, like sections, so it wasn't that yeah. bad. But it, it was so much fun. And uh, me, my friend Rob, uh, my friend Josh, Travis, Travis's mm-hmm. girlfriend Lara, uh, Mister Rinaldi. Yeah, I saw I saw the picture on Facebook, and I almost commented, "I've beaten almost all of those people in a game of magic." That is probably true. <laughs> Except Rob. Rob would never play a game of Magic. And the girlfriend there? Probably have never played the girlfriend in the game of Magic either. Probably not. I think she plays, but, uh, you but know. probably not at the pre-releases at midnight. No. You know what I mean? That's exactly. the only time I would play her, so. But most of them in that picture, I'm like, I think I've beaten most of them in a game of Magic. Yeah, yeah, true. And then, Mixed Worlds Tournament. The bowling mixed world. So this is men and women competing with each other. Uh, on different teams, and each team has to have at least two women per team, mm-hmm. you know, just so, like, you know, it evens out everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't make a team this year, but they said I could come up and I, they could record as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I would love to do all three days. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday tournament, mm-hmm. but Friday's the beer and music walk, and I'm not missing that. <laughs> 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 and then Saturday... Um, it starts at 9 a.m. and goes for 10 strings, mm-hmm. which can be a lot. So I'm like, I don't know about Sunday. At some point, I'm going to have to see the wife. And if I spend the entire weekend at the bowling alley, she's not going to be happy. So I'll probably just do Saturday. And so I built it up. I'm like, I want... On Tuesday this past week, I had 200,000 people watch my uh, stream. Nice. And I'm like, if I can get 200,000 people on a Tuesday night to watch a random league... Mm-hmm. If I'm going to record for 13 hours, I want a million people to come watch me. Mm-hmm. I had and um, I, I'm like, this is kind of crazy, but it, and I posted on my Facebook and everything like a video of me just like begging people, like begging. Sh- yep. share Essentially the begging people, yeah, share the live, share everything if you can, you know, like it, do anything you can to help, you know, get this out there. And well, my in-laws watched. Did they? I didn't notice that they. Uh, I don't know if they commented at all, but I don't know if they commented, but I know that they watched. Yeah. So uh, I, my goal was a million views and a thousand new followers. Mm-hmm. Lofty goals for sure. Because I don't know how many people there are in America, but a million is a good percentage of that. <laughs> like, if every one of those people gave me a dollar, can you imagine how rich I'd be right now? Like, I'd have a million dollars if they did, but. Yeah, th- that's how math works. That's real easy. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I had um, 900,000 people come watch me. Holy crap. Yep. And um, I got 208,000 likes on that video. Holy crap. And um, uh, uh, 1,200 new followers. 
So you beat the new followers. I beat the new followers, and I almost hit awesome. the, the the live, you yep. know, stuff. And now, I since then, I've literally been editing the video for days. <laughs> yup. So it's a thirteen. Yep. It's a. I ended up being there from eight thirty in the morning until uh, nine thirty at night. Mm-hmm. It was a thirteen-hour-long stream. Yep. And it's one video. Mm-hmm. Recorded in HD on my phone. Yep. It's huge. It's a huge file. So every time I go to edit something, my computer, I, I love mm-hmm. this computer to death, but it is not the, most, the strongest computer in the world. Mm-hmm. Just to process it, to bring it into the editing software, can take 15 minutes. Cut it in half? I don't know how to. Quarters. I don't know how to do that. So. You don't know how to save half a video? No. It's one file already. I don't know how to cut that video in half. How do you take... How do you take out, um... What do you call it? Like, little screenshots and stuff like that. Oh, I end up just clipping out of it. Clip out half, clip out another half. You've got two full halves, and then only edit from those. Yeah, but then I have the full video and two half videos. Delete the full video. Yeah, then I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake and something's going to happen. But... Once the other two videos, but you know what I so mean. If what you I, break it down like that, you've got smaller files to work with, and your computer is processing less every time. Well, what I ended up doing was coming from that thirteen hour. I took each match out, ten matches. Yep. So I ended up breaking it into ten different ones. Perfect. Yeah, but every single time I went to go make one, I had to do that fifteen minutes of processing, and then each time I made that video. Mm-hmm. It took an hour to process it, mm-hmm. and then to upload it to YouTube took an hour to upload to YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm working on basically like they're all out there on YouTube now, each individual match. Now I'm breaking it down into clips from each one of those matches, yep. and man, I, it has been nonstop work. Yep, yep, and it's not always fun. It's it's not, but like. I'm trying my best to make it as fun as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, as the one who edits this podcast, I understand. Yep, exactly. But at least, like, doing the bowling stuff, it's not me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I'm not just listening to myself. Like, I oh, mute myself. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to hear my own voice. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. I can just watch other people do their thing and then kind of work on it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but it's been fun, and I've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback on it. Awesome. Let's move on to some casual upgrades, though, shall we? Sounds good. Excellent. Keep it casual, Tony. I, uh, I we'll see. <laughs> it's all, it's all on you. <laughs> the casualist of upgrades. <laughs> so I got asked this week in one of my Arena Facebook groups, Tony. Oh, okay, he didn't actually say Tony. He just posted this. <laughs> um, what do I have to do to make myself tournament ready? And if and when that day comes, what must I do to enter a tournament? Is there an entrance fee? Can anyone enter? Must I somehow prove myself worthy of entry? And if so, how do I do that? Like, okay, so clearly this person has never played much tournament magic. I, I assume I they have never that. played a tournament magic. Yeah, and I know that because at some point I was them. Yeah, I think we all were them at one point. I can remember being them. It was not that long ago for me. Yep, and um, so. Like, even look, like, look at some of the answers 
Um, they were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the people who have definitely been to a lot of tournaments yeah. and the ones who maybe been to one or two and then didn't have a good uh, um, experience, yep. which happens too. But like mm-hmm. most people were definitely agreeing on basically just showing up to FNM, Friday Night Magic, and literally just playing. It's yeah. just magic. It's magic at a different place in your kitchen table for sure. Um, will there be slight differences? Of course there will be. Uh, there might be judges. There might be like specific ways you're supposed to shuffle. Uh, you might be doing it wrong at home, and that's that's fine. Uh, there might be apps you have to download, like the companion app. But mostly, it's just magic. There's no need to prove yourself. They're gonna like check your arena status to make sure you're mythic. <laughs> They're not gonna check through your collection, make sure you've been playing for four years. Just show up and play some magic. Mm-hmm. Um, my specific person, uh, my specific tip to this person was to go to the local game store, your LGS, and basically ask what the most casual tournament they had was. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I usually always say pre-releases. But if we don't have a pre-release coming up soon, I will say Commander on Mondays. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, if you played Magic, you can play Commander. And generally, I can put you in an easier pod. Mm-hmm. Because starting out in the shallow end can be a lot easier than you just see a tournament at your local store, you sign up, and you find out it's the regional Pro Tour qualifier, mm-hmm. and you get dunked out immediately for your sleeves being two different colors. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or when you go to shuffle, you have decided to, you know, go two cards land, two cards land, two cards land. I remember doing that, you know, decades ago. Yep, yep. And then shuffling my deck, and look, now I've got land in my hand. That's how you shuffle, right, guys? Nope, no. Yeah, you don't offer your decks for, you know, uh, yep, correct. cutting. But a lot of the times, that's why you want to go to the casual thing first. Mm-hmm. Just to, in, they'll work with you, especially at a pre-release. Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely seen people mana weave at a pre-release, and then I'll be like, okay, no, that's cool. But now you get a shuffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not shuffling, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot easier if you start out on the easier end. Some of the tips that I saw were ridiculous. Like, you better be prepared to win on turn three, because if not, you're going to get curb stomped. Uh, and I'm like, that's not... not that, that isn't making yourself tournament ready. No. No. It, it, there was a lot of bad advice like that. But then there was also, you know, a lot of similar stuff to what I had said. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I can think of is when it comes to getting yourself ready for a tournament is make sure you get a good night's sleep. Mm. Don't stay up playing your deck all night because you want to learn the ins and outs of the deck. You know, because you're going to come in the next morning and just be exhausted. Eat a good breakfast. See, I really think... Eat- that's almost advice for later on. Sure. Like, if I'm going to show up to FNM, it doesn't really matter if I've slept well the night before. I'm basically just showing up for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if I, if I want to take the tournament seriously, sure. That is definitely good advice. I think just in general, take care of yourself before going into a tournament. Yep, yep, yep. That is true. Tur- and and I would let them know that even in FNM, FNM's going to take a few hours. A tournament can be all day, especially if you're doing good. Well, an FNM is a tournament. Yeah, but a, I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, if, if someone's going to be playing their first one, they're not going to go play, you know, like a Pro Tour GP. qualifier or, you know, yeah. anything like that. Sure, sure. I think my first non-pre-release tournament was a GP. 
Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, like honestly, mm-hmm. and got curb stomped at it, and went, I'm playing the best deck in the in the meta. What's my problem? My problem is everyone else has been playing the best deck in the meta for for months. You picked it up a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that is my problem. Yeah. Huh? Uh, they say this is why you should probably start with the smaller tournaments. You know, mm-hmm. just something yeah, simple. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, people even when um, I tell them to come play uh, Commander on Mondays, they're like, oh, is it a tournament? I'm like, well, technically, yes, it is. But it's more, you're playing for a single pack. of. It's, it is yeah. very casual. It just breaks you in. Mm-hmm. And that's always the way I should would uh, suggest people start. Don't just yeah. jump into a GP. Unless, you know, you want to end up finishing your life, you know, hosting a podcast with me. <laughs> and trust me there's better ways <laughs> the only reason why my first one was a gp was because my wife was working the gp okay and so i went with her and i played i did terrible hmm. yeah no back when i first started playing this is you know 94 95 96 mm-hmm. uh we I would play tournaments every Friday night. It was it was Friday Night Magic before Friday Night Magic was a thing. Yeah. And um just all show up, would play our decks and the owner would buy us pizza. It was, nice. it was a great time. And so that kinda just nice. broke me into doing the everything. Mm-hmm. There was no rules, it was type one. Amesbury Comics? No. Oh god, I would never go to that place. <laughs> that guy was the worst owner of an LGS yeah. of all time. Hated that guy with a passion. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's the only old place names buried that I know, that's all. Yeah, no. Toy Soldier, I would go to. And, yeah. um, Has it been around that long? Toy Soldier's been around since the 70s. Wow, I honestly did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It started um, in Newburyport and then worked its way to Amesbury to a bunch of different locations, but Toy Soldier Games has been going on since the 1970s. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, but I also, uh, I, I didn't like the Toy Soldier at that time as much. As the Monkey House. I was a big fan of the Monkey House. Sure. Yeah, me and I actually worked for that guy back when I was a kid, and we did a bunch yeah. of like comic shows, and it was fun. It was fun. Sounds about right. Yep. But let's move on to some minnow talk. Swimming upstream in the magic knowledge. Awful. Awful. <laughs> uh, so we got some arena announcements. All right. Anything good? Yeah, there were two things that I thought were interesting from here. Uh, the, okay. the Arena Open is coming up this weekend. So if you enjoy Lord of the Rings Sealed, which I very much enjoy Lord of the Rings Sealed, um, okay. I'm going you to try it. added a whole segment, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's a whole segment about Limited. I just, I want to talk about how I've been doing about, you know, I want to brag. In, in a segment called Limited, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so it's this weekend, uh, starts on Saturday, you can play whenever you get the chance, and then if you uh, make it, you get however many wins, mm-hmm. sure it says on here somewhere, then you get qualified for day two on Sunday. Gotcha. And then if you win on that, you get, like, money. Two and grand. Also, is it two grand? Two thousand yeah. dollars? I could use two thousand dollars. That'd be fun. I could too. Yeah. And then the other thing from um, uh, the Magic Arena announcements, they're really pushing Jumpstart. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
You can celebrate magic at your local WPN store, which would be Toy Soldier Games, uh, with uh, Jumpstart. You register and play Jumpstart. You purchase two packs, and um, you play three casual rounds at your store. First 30 people get a dice bag with Lord of the Rings dice and a Lord of the Rings bag. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I've seen them in real life. They are amazing. I've held one in my hands. I know exactly what this is. Uh, he, my, my buddy Tom works at a store and came home with one of these. Came home with one? He's not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> They're supposed to be for players. But anyway. He played. It's July 7th through the 9th. <laughs> the only other thing that pops out on this list to me was... um. These download story decks. Yeah, I think that's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's kind of neat. I mean, I don't think they're amazing. But it's... Uh, what the Filthy Net Deckers podcast, you know? This is ve- this is Wizards net decking. Saying, here's decks that you can be playing in these formats. You know, oh, okay. Okay, I see. Yep. You know, it's them going, here's decks to play. I mean, I don't know how good they are. I'm sure they're terrible. And it's not like we're going to give you cards for these decks. You've got to either have the cards or craft the cards yourself. But Tom Bombadil's Book of Songs is one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this a... This This is a commander deck. A historic Raul deck. Yes. Tom Bombadil. Yep. Yep, there's one historic Raul deck on that list. Look at that. See, I, I have to import that bad boy in. I thought you were talking about, originally, um, if you do that jumpstart thing, yeah. they give you a free deck on Arena to play. Yeah? Yes. If you use your registered Arena account in the Magic mm-hmm. Companion app for this event, you get a special ready-to-play deck in your Magic Arena inbox beginning on July 23rd. Interesting. So they're really pushing <laughs> jumpstart. Wow, they want you to play it. Jumpstart is a very fun format. Have you ever gotten a chance to play it? A couple of times. I, I enjoy it. It's okay. It's not bad. For limited, I think it makes a quick limited uh, game. Correct. Um, I don't like in Arena the... I don't like the, how random the cards are in Jumpstart packs. That's what I don't like about Jumpstart is the... You were both going to open up the goblin pack from this set, but you got the better goblin pack than I got. You got the rare goblin card. You know what I mean? It may, it's with those things that I, that's what I don't like about jumpstart, not the actual playing of it. The actual open up two packs, push them together and play. It's fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's so easy. Yeah. Mick loves it. I'm sure, I'm sure Mick would love it, and I yep. mean that in an honest way. Mm-hmm. As someone who doesn't really like magic, because he probably doesn't like the deck-building aspects and stuff like that, just here, here's two things, play is great. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, and that's 100% it's the what it's way, I feel like it's the way I could get my mother to play magic, is through Jumpstart. You know what I mean? Yep. Here, pick two things, we're going to push it together, You're gonna we're going to go through everything, and I can show you what cards are in your deck and how to use them. And then we'll play a game of magic together. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's why that's what I like about jump uh, yeah. jumpstart. But it doesn't sell very well in my store, at least. No, I don't think it sells very well anywhere. Any other magic news this week? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of magic news this week. I think. Isn't there? No. Um, we've got the we've got the 
probably record for the worst secret layer ever. <laughs> Which one in particular, or do you mean... The shredding a wave of everything bundle. Let me find the this. carving up a barrel of foils bundle. The tearing up a sick tube of non-foils bundle. Pretty much everything. Really? Okay. Interesting. Is there a good one here? In the summer one? In, in any of this super drop. Yeah, this entire thing. Is there a good thing here? I mean, the, the, the Middle Earth one? More Adventures in Middle-Earth? What a giant pile of crap. Yes. I, I like the art on it, but yeah, I agree. That Could is not worth $30. Four car- $30 for these? This artwork is not worth that much. No, I agree. Because you're just paying for artwork. None of these cards are worth anything. I think I own at least two copies of all of these cards except for the Mirror. Yeah, just by opening up cards, you know what I mean. This this is terrible. This one is the worst, and maybe some of the other ones are okay, but I none of these really stick out to me. So I I love the art styles on a lot of these. The death is forever, or death is temporary. Metal is forever. Death is temporary. Metal is forever. I don't mind, but I'm not a huge fan of just black and white on magic cards. You know yeah. that. Yeah, I am a huge fan of black and white on Magic cards. And my my lands on Arena are the black and white lands because I think they are so cool looking. Hate them. And honestly, that waste not. Oh, I'm in love with it. It's so good. And like waste not, Sir Conrad, Underworld Dreams, very fun cards to play. And Nekuzar the Mind Razor. Let's go. I yeah. love me a good Nekuzar the Mind Razor. So I personally, I like that one a lot. Yeah. And the for art style, the goblin one is amazing. I don't like it at all. Just not my style. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it. Unfortunately, none of these goblins are in my goblin deck. Like, not a single one of them. No Muxus? No, because it's not Pioneer legal. Ah, uh, gotcha. And I have a Pioneer goblin deck. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I would love... The goblins in this art style. Love it to death. But they, they gave me the wrong ones. I don't, I don't like this art style. In Goblin Matron is the epitome of why I don't like this art style. I cannot stand that Goblin Matron. <laughs> That's my favorite art out of all of them. And, and it's just, <laughs> you know, different people's preferences. I'm not saying how dare you like it. You like it, you like it. I can't... I, hate it. I do not like it at all. No, honestly, Goblin Matron is my favorite one out of those art God, styles. It's awful. It's so awful. It is so fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it to death. <laughs> sure. I mean, the next one is Bad to the Bones, and that's the only one that I think is kind of okay. Yep. I, but I don't think any of the cards are any good, except for Tiny Bones. Yeah, Tiny and, Bones is fantastic. And the uh, flavor text for Tiny Bones reads... Tiny Bones doesn't actually own a scooter, so this art isn't canon. But can you imagine if he did? <laughs> yep. And then, reassembling skeleton, room from the tomb, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Necrogen mists, eat my dust flesh bag, bottomless pit. Ah! 
<laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I love that the A's are like falling off of the card. It falls right off the card. It's very unglued. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. I love the art on reassembling skeleton. I, yeah. It's, it's yeah. See, we have to, way different art styles that we like, but you know, he's like holding his head in you know while riding the motorcycle. It's cool, mm-hmm. but it's it's a reassembling skeleton. Yeah, I mean, it's a five cent card. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly. like exactly. other than tiny bones as a card. I don't really need any of that, but I do like cool. the art. But yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that. Um, I would like the, I would like a Nemesis of Reason out of the artist series. Yeah, because I, I play that in a deck and it would be okay. But the I rest see, of it, I'm not a huge fan of the artist series in general. Because artwork is just mad at me for the most part. It's got to really, really resent, you know, have something for me. And none of this does. I like that it gives you a worm for the world spine worm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the art on the Star's Gaze Back? This is the only one that I think is interesting artwork. It's very unique, very out there, and that's what I like when we're talking about artwork on these things. Would I ever play any of them? No, never. I hate the artwork here. I think it is the absolute worst. It is garbage. <laughs> I don't hate it, but uh, I would never... I would not buy it and play it. I would be embarrassed to have my Risen Reef look like that. <laughs> like, I, I would be like, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like... <laughs> Um, I was playing Commander the other night, and John played a Mother of Runes from one of the artist series, and I'm like, that is ugly. He goes, really? I love it. I'm like, you didn't buy it for me, dude. You bought it for you. As long as you love it, good. I think it's ugly. I'm going to gain control of it, but hate the fact that I gain control of it. Now, the Mountain Goat's a band? Yes. Okay. Yep, they're a band who plays magic. That's one of their things. Okay. Um, this is the worst secret lair I've ever seen in my entire life. I disagree. Okay. Disagree. Let's go back and look at the Lord of the Rings one that they just oh, that is... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty freaking bad, dude. I just know I can get ten mountains for free at my LGS. Listen, last okay. year they were literally selling lands like this, too. I know. And I think it's just as bad. Like, I don't understand the the adding of lands to these things. I don't... I mean... I don't know. This is... As a person who would, who loves mountains, I would never run any of these. I mean, I guess some of the art. You know, I like number two. Number two's artwork looks pretty cool. It doesn't really look like a mar- mountain, but it's cool artwork. And number five's got a cool little thing flowing through it that I think looks pretty cool. But, yeah, they're, they're whatever. And a lot of people like to have matching artwork to their lands, and this does not give you that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This is Nope, you got to buy four of them if you of want matching, you know, play sets of four or... Well, 20 of them if you want, uh, exactly. you know, you know you your want deck to be. Uh-huh. And yeah. no one's doing that. Or these are your 10 mountains for your draft collection. These are the 10 mountains you put into your deck. What What are these for? Who are these? Are you a fan of the band The Mountain Goats? I am not. <laughs> I've never know. listened to a single song by them, so. Are they any good or are they bad? 
That's a bad joke. <laughs> oh, I know it is, but I have to say it every time. So uh, yeah, this is probably one of the worst um, super drops they've ever done. Yeah, see, I, I, I like the art style on a few of them, but I'm certainly not buying everything here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I one don't of think the, any of it is worth buying. One other thing I want to talk about. Let's scroll to the top of this page, right? Shredding a wave of everything bundle. It is the one where you buy everything. Yep. Right? Is a dollar more expensive than if you buy the foil bundle and the non-foil bundle. You are paying an extra dollar to get them bundled together. What? Wizards, you got to explain that to me. Why would I spend an extra dollar to get them bundled together? If shipping is free, this either way. Hmm. Interesting. Come on, like I was, usually you get I a discount. Most, yeah, you you should get a discount when you bundle them together. You know, I was most disappointed when not only was this the uh, the secret layer with the old you know Hobbit style artwork, but that there's only one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did did they? Did they blow their wad on all of the special <laughs> artworks in the main set? You know what I mean? With here is this here is this panorama and here is this panorama instead of doing them as secret layers. Yeah, and maybe. Giving us like the one ring, Gollum, Frodo, and Samwise all in a secret layer that way. And that's where all of the good artworks are. Which, this is terrible. I'd rather have it that way, honestly. I'd rather have them in the packs. I would, a hundred percent, rather have it that way, but give, give us these in packs instead, because this is terrible. This is not gonna sell. Yeah. Uh, you want to move on to some limited talk? Sure, we can move on to some limited. Talk. Or I can move on to some limited talk if you want. <laughs> well, you talk. Well, I will say this much before you even go into any limited talk. If I make mythic this month, yep. Which it's not looking like I am, but if I do. I think I am going to play some uh, Lord of the Rings Limited. I've got a few draft tokens. Nice. In Arena, I think... Yeah, I can't tell from here. Uh, yeah, I think I have at least one, if not four. Because I very rarely draft. So I might uh, draft this set a little bit. Yeah, I, I have so much loved this entire set. Um, yeah. So, so far, I mean, I've done three drafts. I'm on my fourth one now. So I guess it's not like a ton, but... Mm-hmm. Consider the magic I've played this week has all been limited. Like wow. it is, yeah. I, I have enjoyed this set so much. I played a single game of constructed this week. Wow! And because I've just been having a blast. Um. So, uh, my first one, I went teamer, and went five three. And not bad. not bad. No, not bad at all. There are some like just fantastic cards. Um, the doors of Durin. Uh, okay, th- yep. three red yep. and a green whenever you attack scribe two then you can reveal the top card of your library if it's a creature put it onto the battlefield tapped and attacking yeah my uh, my wife kept on getting annihilated by that card in the pre-release yeah of course like <laughs> that card is so good yep. Yep. Uh, Legolas the counter of kills oh yeah oh my the, the card just went out of control it was so good oh, yeah I've got I had him in my pre-release deck um, it's so good. Uh, let's see what else. Um, 
So I, I've been destroying this name. Apparently it's Galadriel of Lothlorien. Sure. Yeah, I've always pronounced it as a kid because like, I read the books before I did anything else. And so I've pronounced it Galadriel, which... Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, but as a kid, that's the way I read it, and that's the way sure. it's always been. Sure. Uh, but either way, this card was amazing. It's a 3-3 three, three for 3. Uh, whenever the ring tempts you, if you chose a creature other than Galadriel, <laughs> uh, you scry 3. And then whenever you scry, you can reel the top card of your library. If it's a land, put it onto the battlefield. Nice. It just ramps you so quickly. And um, after that, I went uh, uh, Demir. Okay. And, again, such a good deck. Like, <laughs> again, five and three. Soromon of Many Colors was amazing for me. Yep. Um, three Esper. Uh, it's a five-four with Ward. Discard an enchantment, instant, or sorcery card. I think we talked about this in our top ten yep. list. Yep. And... It's, it's unstoppable. You, you cannot stop that card. Mm-hmm. The card you hated, the King of the Oathbreakers. 3-3 three, three flyer oh. for 3. Oh, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Me. How are you supposed to get rid of that? I had a <laughs> handful of removal and couldn't kill it. Uh, why I hear the Windlord? The 6-mana 4-4 four, four Flying Vigilance? That costs 2 less okay. if you draw 2 or more cards? Ew. So easy to draw 2 cards in this set. Mm-hmm. And so it's a four mana, four four flying vigilance. You. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked everything about this deck too. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. The bath song, such a good card. Mm-hmm. I think you had this one uh, before, and you said it was pretty good. Yeah. I think that's what you had said. It's the one where you draw two cards and discard a card twice. And then you can shuffle any number of cards from your library or your graveyard into your library and add blue blue. No? No. Maybe I just said I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then I had a bunch of Ithilian Kingfishers, the 2-1 flyer when it dies, draw a card, and a bunch of ways to sack it. Nice. Like Lash of the Balrog for a single mana, sack a creature, destroy a target creature. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was very good. And then finally I went 7-0 and yesterday with nice. a deck. awesome. Oh, absolutely awesome. Um... This was a Boros aggro deck um, featuring Dawn of a New Age. The okay, I don't think it's familiar. One in a white. When it enters the battlefield with a, it enters the battlefield with a hope counter on it for each creature you control. Okay. At the yep, yep. beginning of your end step, remove a hope counter. If you do, draw a card. Then if it has no hope counters on it, sack it and gain four life. Gain four life, yep. This card always was two mana, draw two, gain four life. At, wow. at minimum. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's at your end step, so you're always going to be drawing a card. Mm-hmm. If you're low on life and have a single creature, you can just pay two mana, draw a card, gain four. Yeah. That's a good deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Horn of the Mark was unbelievable for me in draft. Okay. Whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You can reel a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. The rest go on the bottom of your library in a random order. Is that creature supposed to be named Mark? <laughs> uh, Mr. Rosewater named this one. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Makes sense. Yep. 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 Exactly. And um, this was basically just an aggro Boros deck. Nice. It was good. It was. So that's my style. Yep. Yep. And it was basically a mono white deck. I think I was the only player drafting white. And I just happened to add some red stuff to go with it. And so then that made me think how are. What's the color performance so far? 
you know, like what 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 has been good, what has been bad. Turns out monocolor can be pretty strong in the set, according yeah. to according to the numbers on seventeen lands. Okay. As long as you are red or black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It um if you're mono red in this, you have a sixty six percent win rate. Interesting. I remember when I did my draft for this set, the free one I did there. Yeah. Um, there was literally a pack handed to me where every single card in the pack was red. Interesting, because six six cards, five or six cards, and everyone was red. And then I passed it, and then not the person next to me, but the person across from me. So two people picked us up and goes, "No one's drafted red, huh?" Interesting. You should have switched at that point, maybe. <laughs> uh, we were like towards the last end of the second pack. Yeah. So we had like five cards into the last pack. It was it was a thought I had, I will say that much, but I, I'm not good with knowing, all right, now I have to, if I just go red, I'll get all the good red cards now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then monocolor with a splash is a 59% win rate, nice. which is above the average for 17 lands. And a mono black and mono red with a splash, again, 62.9, 62.1. Wow. So it seems like black and red are the two colors to pick. Good to know. At least according to these numbers on 17 lands and what people have been drafting. Mm-hmm. And then two color, obviously, has been good with uh, Rakdos being number one. So this really tells me that black red is the way to go. And then uh, Simic being the absolute worst at 49%. You. Okay, then. But 49% isn't actually 49%. Yeah, yeah. Because the average of all decks is 55.9% win rate. Oh, wow. So if most of the time it's 56% and you're getting 49 That's a lot lower than average, yeah. Correct, yeah. You are having um, a bad time if you're drafting Simic. It's funny, because Simic is what I went, and I uh, won my draft. My Not my draft, my sealed. This is draft. Yeah. Is it much different? Oh, yeah. Sealed and Draft are very different formats. I understand Draft is a little bit more powerful, but wouldn't the same cards all be in play, kind of? Yeah, you have different synergies that, you know, you have more Draft synergies when you're drafting. Like, mm-hmm. Sealed, you're just kind of getting a random assortment, so you kind of want to pick just the best cards. Mm-hmm. In, in a Draft, you want the more synergistic cards. Cards that work together better. Maybe that's why I'm not good at draft. Yeah, Maybe yeah, probably. Because I build draft decks like they're sealed decks. No, that, that I think that's something you should definitely not be doing. Maybe that's you know. why I stink at draft. Yeah, like, in a sealed, having, like, you know, even, like, three six drops is fine. Mm-hmm. You definitely usually don't want to do that in, like, a draft. Hmm. As a general rule, you know, obviously. Because games will last longer in sealed than they do in draft. Interesting. Yeah. But either way, I've had a good time with this. I, You know, I have not had a losing record so far in Lord of the Rings. Awesome. And awesome. I think that's great. And I've just had so much fun with it. Probably because I'm a, winning. I got some draft tokens, so I'll probably use them as long as I make Mythic. Yeah, in man. the next two days. Go Rakdos. <laughs> good to know. Unless everybody else is also going Rakdos. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to deck lists and we can finish this up. How does that sound deck. to you? list sounds good do you have any deck lists this week i have so many deck lists this week oh that's fantastic i've been trying to make mythic off the back of my motto green historic devotion deck 
or my Celesnia Angels deck and Explorer, and they have not been doing good for me. My Devotion deck, according to this, let's see, this month, I went 2-4 with it. Then I went 0-1, then I went 1-1, then 0-2, then 2-0, then I went 0-2, then I went 2-0, then I went 6-4, <laughs> which isn't terrible, then I went 2-5. 2 this is not working, I've got to switch it up, so I'm like, alright, fine, let's try Selesnia Angels, and the same thing. I'm just getting 50% win rate on these decks, mm, so yep. I... I, I had to I had to go pull out the big guns. I had to start looking for other deck lists to try to attempt to play because I was at the very bottom of diamond. So if I go o four with a deck, doesn't matter. I'm not going anywhere. Right? Sure. So I go. What's the first deck I'm going to try? We talked about it last week. It's the uh, Samwise Gamgee Collected Company. Yes, that's Blood that's a- Artists. Zulaport Cutthroat. You know the deck. You I do. Deck. I told you about this deck. Yeah. Um, so I play it and I go 5-5. Five, five. Hmm, okay. Have, 50%. Like... Okay. I need to be doing better than 50% to make Mythic though, Tony. Yeah, yeah, you do. You definitely so, do. So I play a few more games because it's fun. It's so much fun to Coco into like a Strider and a Samwise and win. It's so fun to just, you know... Turn one Cauldron Familiar, two, turn two Samwise, turn three Woestrider and win. I never did it, but that would be fun. I kept trying to chase that, you know, turn <laughs> three win, because yep. it's possible. So I played another seven games and went one and six. Oh my lord. Wow, okay. And, and then played another one and went oh and one. So yeah, I'm six and twelve with this particular deck. This deck did nothing for me, Tony. That's funny because I am four and two with it again. I, I, you know, it's not you've that been, good, you've but been bowling. <laughs> I have I've been I've been uh, on the computer not playing Magic a lot, and when I did, I want to play limited because so I want to play found, with the Lord of the Rings cards. I found another deck. The other yeah. deck I found. So you don't have deck lists. I don't have any deck lists this awesome. week. Awesome. I'll just talk about my deck lists then because I got beautiful. A bunch. Yep. Um. So I found another deck lists. Another deck list. This was a. Deck list that came in some sort of number in a tournament. Okay. Aetherworks Marvel and Pioneer. Sweet. I like it already. A tune with Aether. Vassal of Necessity. I can't read that word. Um, Necessity. There you go. Yeah. Hardest Lightning, Servant of the Conduit, Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot, Rogue Refiner, Thought Knot Seer. Interesting. This is For like, a- I played this deck years ago. Right? For Aetherworks Marvel, Ugin the Spirit Dragon, Ulamog, Emrakul the Promised End, let's go. I have played this deck before. Yep. Yep, yep, I I have too. Even on Arena, I have played this deck. Let's try it again. 04. Next. Yep, yep. Next. 04. This was terrible. And the energy is a fun deck to play, but it is not good anymore. It is not good. So I found a, this is a standard deck. This is an enchantment standard deck that runs Calyx Guided by Fate. Mm-hmm. I'm aware one of this a, deck. One a green and a white 
When it or another enchantment enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Whenever it or enchanted creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may create a token that's a copy of non-legendary enchantment you control. Do this only once each turn. So, mm -hmm. you know, it runs Audacity so that you can make sure the Calyx gets in there with Trample. Four Commune with Spirits, four Generous Visitors, three... How do you pronounce this? Mick Mikito's Reign of Truth. Mikito. Yeah, there we go. For Ossification, for Spirited Companion, for Kami of Transcendence, for Teachings of the Kirin, for One Weaver of Harmony, for Jukai Naturalist, two Wedding Announcements, and some Lands. Three three. That's weird. Fifty percent. Um, I, we talked about this ahead of time. We were going over, um, like our, our numbers on, uh, uh, untapped.gg. My worst matchup in, for no matter what deck it is over the past, like, season is white green. I have a, like, 23% win rate against that deck in particular. Yeah. And that deck just stomps me all the time. Could not do anything with it, Tony. Once Calyx comes out and then they play, like, a, uh, um, Ossification. Now they're getting rid of two of my creatures. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is stupid. This is... I can't deal with it. I, I just couldn't get it to really do much. No. So I found another deck. I went, alright, if if all I'm doing is 50%, it's not going to get me high. I need to be climbing the ladder. So I found a five-color domain deck. Mm-hmm. With herd migration? Herd? No. No. Territorial cavalry. Oh, okay. Helix, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Crucius, Titan of the Waves, Four Slimefoot and Squee? Wow. Four, huh? Um, whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, you get a 1 1 Sapperling. Pay a colorless, a black, a green, and a red, sacrifice a Sapperling, return Slimefoot and one other target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. It runs three Atraxa. Interesting. And you pull Atraxa out with it. Okay. Or Leyline Binding as, you know, removal. It's got Fatal Push, Shieldred's, Shieldred's Edict. It was a very interesting deck that I went three and five with, Toby. Yeah, that sounds like a three and five deck. That, that does. That sounds like it does crazy things once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah. Yep. But these were like... Decks I found that, like, won tournaments or something like that. They were, like, supposed to be good decks. So I'm like, all right, we've got to find... I was looking at decks on Aetherhub that won Pioneer tournaments that are easy enough to transport into Arena. Okay. You know what I mean? So this one was one that came in high, and it's a Grinning Ingus combo. Runs Grinning Ingus along with... Bergy and Runaway Steamkin and Witty Roastmaster. Yeah, I played I played a deck similar to this. Right? 4-4. Four, four. That's better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes it is. I have tried a lot of decks when I was especially when I'm losing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I played four, a lot of random decks. Hazard's Monument, Defiler of Instinct. That was that's some combo when you're Paying the two life to get Grinningingus into play, and when it enters the battlefield, you gain four life off of your four prosperous innkeepers. That was happening. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah, it was. I'm like that was a lot of fun. But again, I need I need it to be higher than fifty percent win rate. So where am I? Uh, so the next deck. Why did you skip? I hate you. Stop it. Sorry. It is all your fault, Tony. I know. I know it is. It's your fault that my computer is slow. Um, the next deck I tried was Gruel Midrange in Explorer. Uh, four Elfish Mystic, four Llanowar Elves, two Primal Might, three Ranger Class, one Attacker's Command, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Reckless Stormseeker, four Voldaren Thrillseeker, four Lovestruck Beast, one Migol's Main Crusher. 4-4 four, four with 5 oil counters, and then you pay 1 to remove 1 to give it Vigilance and Menace. Pay 2, remove 2 to give it plus 2, plus 2. Pay 3, remove 3 to destroy target artifact or enchantment. 4, a Seekish Chariot. 2, Arlen the Pax Hope. Hmm. 2 and 5, Tony. Yep, yep, yep. I yep. get it. I do. I know. It, it's been a rough... You, you can have rough months once in a while. So then I'm like, fine, Explorer Angels, let's go. Let's let's start playing this again. And the last run I'm on currently with Explorer Angels, I am 18 and 6. Wow. It's working again. <laughs> it's working again, Tony. <laughs> yep. Good decks are going to stay good decks. Correct. They're, they're just going to, you know, this is, I, I just went 4, 6, 2, 1, 3, 4, 11 and three. This is where I need to be. I need to be yep. sticking with this for a little while. Oh one one oh oh two. I just lost my last out of my last four games. I'm one and three with the deck. So it's time to switch it up again. I went from eleven to three to one and three. I don't know. It happens sometimes, and that it whole does. thing. Is eighteen and six within that whole like last time I've been playing. I've got two more days. I just hope I make mythic this month yep. because it's the, it'll be the first month this year I haven't made mythic. And you have a goal this month, so you got to hit it. And I've got a goal this year. I want this to hit year. mythic right, every right. month this year. Yeah. Only because I can never remember how many months I hit mythic because I remember it was at least three into last year, if not more. I can never remember, and this doesn't keep track, and nothing keeps track. If I want to know this, I should be keeping track. So, just sure. gonna do it every month, so that way I just know. Duh. Yeah, just be, get good. You know. Get good. <laughs> so you can find the Filthy Neckneckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Everywhere you want to be is where we are. You can find me at mtg underscore tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. If you want to follow me on TikTok, I highly um, think you should. Um, Tony the Magic Man. Check me out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Filthy if you want to join the greatest people on this earth. I want to thank you all if you're listening to the sound of our voices, whether you're a patron, whether you're just listening for the first time, whether this is your 106th time. Thank you so much. Feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. Nate, that's it. We're finally done. We're done. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week.